Welcome to the Why Intercept Podcast, Episode 2. I created an outline for this show before I opened my pod hosting account. The second episode, according to the outline, is an About Me page. I chose this structure because I believe every website should have an About page. Recording this episode turned into a monumental chore because I don't like talking about myself and I hate listening to my voice. I've recorded five versions of this page so far and have deleted each one. To complete the episode, I somehow must convince myself that the About Me page is not about me. The purpose of an About page is to provide context for the people who listen to the program. The About Me page is about your experience. I know that this is important because I've analyzed numerous websites for the Community Color Directory project. I've seen many websites and businesses fail because they did not establish trust with the public. The first step in establishing trust is to communicate who created the site and why they created it. There are millions of websites in this world. Many are from questionable sources. To stand out, one has to develop a reputable reputation. The starting point for this is to identify oneself. My directory project lists local websites. The first thing I do when I find a new website is to look for the contact information and an about page. If I cannot identify who owns the site, I simply ignore it. Failure to include contact information can hurt a business. For example, I came across a website for a new restaurant. The site had a beautiful design but did not include the address of the restaurant. The website failed because of a sophomoric mistake. The restaurant itself ended up closing. I wonder how many people simply couldn't find the restaurant. To prepare for this podcast, I've been listening to random podcasts. I encountered a podcast about high school sports. The host had interviews with coaches and updates on the season. The speaker always referred to the teams by their mascot names. He never mentioned the high schools. He didn't even mention the league nor the state. Without this information, the podcast was useless. The supporting website for the podcast lacked this information as well. The podcaster might know where he lives, but I don't. His website failed to deliver the most relevant information about his work. When I created this podcast, I decided I wanted to do it right. That means I have to talk about myself, my least favorite subject. So here goes. My name is Kevin Delaney. I was born in Denver, Colorado in 1962. I am actually a third generation Coloradan. My family moved to Utah when I was a teen. No, I am not Mormon. Yes, I've been told on numerous occasions that me and my kind are not welcome in the Beehive State. I went to college in the Bay Area where I became disillusioned with the left. David Horowitz wrote a book called Radical Son, which describes this error. At school, I studied the foundations of mathematics and decided that I wanted to write a math text. I will explain the moniker Y-Intercept in a later podcast. The best way to pursue the study of mathematics is to become a teacher. On returning to Utah, I enrolled in the education department at the University of Utah. A professor asked the class to write an essay about school choice. I hold the students should examine the pros and cons of all policies. My essay started with the disadvantages of school choice, but mentioned that choice would be great for people like me who were interested in developing curriculum. The essay was a litmus test. Those who favored school choice were flunked out of the department. I actually flunked three courses for one essay. Having flunked out of college, I took a job writing computer programs for a state-run insurance company. After a half decade, I became disillusioned with the insurance industry and quit the job. I then began studying economics and the foundations of healthcare. I developed a free market alternative to insurance, which I will discuss in later podcasts. Here comes the distressing news. 
I developed a model for discussing healthcare reform and began searching for people interested in the subject. This was 30 years ago. In 30 years, I have yet to find a single person brave enough to sit in the room for an evening and discuss the mathematics of healthcare. Progressives, of course, are sold on socialized medicine. Progressives automatically slam the door on any discussion that involves individual health care. What surprised me, however, was the systematic repression of debate among conservatives. Conservatives claim to support free markets. I thought that they would love a model that supported free market reforms. What I discovered, however, was that conservatives would systematically slam the door on any argument that questioned big insurance. I've spent 30 years being treated like a piece of dirt because I support free market reforms. I should remind the reader, I live in Utah. Utah can aptly be described as the most conservative state west of Saudi Arabia. Utah conservatives number among the most dull-witted and close-minded people on the planet. So the primary reason that I created this podcast is because I want to use it to record my ideas on healthcare. But before I do that, I decided to research the origins of conservatism. It turns out that conservatism is not an ideology designed to defend freedom. Conservatism is the ideology of the conservative party. The conservative party was created by King William IV, youngest son of King George III, in an effort to rebrand the Tory party in the wake of electoral reforms in the 1830s. The partisan ideology of conservatism was created by the very people who leveled their muskets at the U.S. founders during the Revolutionary Wars. To this day, conservatives continue to call themselves Tories. The Conservative Party is not a friend of the American ideals of liberty. When one looks towards England, one finds that the Conservative Party supports speech codes and is opposed to private gun ownership. The Conservative Party is against both the First and Second Amendment. To expose the regressive nature of both the progressive and conservative movements, I wrote an article called The Two Sides of a Coin. This article claims that just as the two sides of a coin are made of the same metal, both progressivism and conservatism were created by a ruling elite set on the destruction of the American experiment in self-rule. The left-right split itself was created as a tool to divide the people while the ruling class makes off with the spoils. This is easy to understand when one realizes that the king maintains control through division. Kings ruled by pitting factions in the kingdom against each other. One creates factions by creating false dichotomy. This is easy to do. A crisis occurs. Not wanting to let the crisis go to waste, the king will reward pundits for creating divisive opinions. While the people are divided, the rulers will rob the people blind. Now, in studying false dichotomies, it is important to realize that the compromise position of a false dichotomy is as false as the extremes. Let's examine healthcare. Our healthcare debate starts with the false premise that healthcare must be funded by a large health pool. The left and right argue over who controls the pool. The left wants the pool owned by the state. The right wants the pool owned by big business. The dialectical center seeks a compromise that combines the worst of big government with the worst of big business. Notice how the compromise position is actually worse than the extremes. This false dichotomy in healthcare falls apart when one questions the assumption that healthcare must be defended by a large pool. Unfortunately, our partisan politicians work with corrupt media to silence anyone who challenges false assumptions. So the story for my About page is a pathetic tale of my spending 30 years trying to question a false assumption and being kicked down at every turn. The only thing unique about my story is that I live in Utah where conservatism is the primary source of oppression. I guess I should tell another pathetic tale.
In 2000, I was worried that the internet would become dominated by just a few large corporate players. Looking for a way to counter this domination, I created a collection of directories called Community Color. These directories have the goal of promoting local web development and community awareness. I have the strange idea that everyone who lives in a community is part of the community regardless of their religion. What I've discovered while building the project is that partisan politics has fractured our communities. Partisanship is killing us. It doesn't have to be this way. In the next episode, I will present a term I use to describe the ideals of the U.S. founders. <laughs>